Welcome to BR in Education. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of VR and Education. In today's episode, we're talking about using VR for creation, creativity, and more importantly, painting. So when done right, painting can be such a wonderful learning activity and a great outlet to promote experimentation, ideation for students, and even risk-taking. Painting can also be a wonderful way to just (laughs) unwind and de-stress. So today on the show, we're fortunate to have the creator and developer of Vermilion, a highly realistic and immersive VR painting app. Thomas Vandenberg is a talented indie developer who's worked for several European Union companies that design VR experiences in both Unity and Unreal Engine. He most recently took a huge risk by building his own VR app and went out it on his own. So he's here today on the show to talk more about VR painting. Welcome to the show, Thomas. Thank you very much, Craig. I'm very happy to be here. I always start out with the origin story. So what got you interested in VR in the first place? Yeah, I think originally um, it was just getting the first like um, development kits, like the DK2 from the from Oculus um at my uh at my first employer i think it was probably in like 2016 when we got the first headset and um yeah it was just like kind of love at first sight you know you put on the headset and you have these different um samples which came with it uh and i was just so amazed by the technology you know it just it just seemed like such a whole new thing and uh yeah ever since then i've always been uh aiming to get more of my time dedicated to vr up to yeah the point where I was finally able to take my own project full time you know I only do VR anymore <laughs> yeah that's amazing my my origin story is very similar we uh when I first donned a headset it was with my son and I just it blew my expectations out of the water I expected I guess something less realistic because it was so realistic to me I thought the potential here is amazing yes mhm yeah yeah agreed I love the title of your VR painting app, Vermilion. Tell us a little bit more about how, how you came up with this great name. Oh, yeah. So Vermilion is, is like an actual color, right? So it's uh, also the color of the logo. It's sort of like an reddish-orange tint. So it's just literally a, a pigment. And the reason why I chose it is because um, in oil painting, all of the there's a, a lot of great pigment names, right? So most of them are based upon the minerals which are used to create the the color um like uh yeah there's a a whole list of different great names and uh, when i was on the train to sign up my first um sole proprietorship you know i was really thinking about you know what should i call the company and what should i what should i call the application right because up until then they've just called vr painting (laughs) like the prototype was just called that (laughs) Um, which would obviously not have been a good name, knowing what we know now. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I figured, you know, these different um, pigment names, you know, they're very catchy and some are very interesting. So I was looking through all of them and I came across Vermilion and somehow it stuck with me. 
Um, also because there's like a very sneaky VR in there, you know, it's like <laughs> the oh, two yes. letters are still in there. So um, yeah, it stuck with me and I, I did a quick uh, web search to see if it was already taken and luckily it wasn't. So yeah, I just, since then I, I stuck with it and I'm also very happy with the name. I, I, also, I often get the um, like uh, comments from, from users on it who say like, you know, they, they really dig the name. So I'm glad to hear that, that it stuck. Yeah, it's so original. If so, for us laymen who don't know a ton about painting, what what would you say it's that pigment is closest to? Red, blue. Yeah, it's 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 red uh, with a slight hint of orange, so it's like mm. reddish orange. I had a chance to look at Vermilion, and there's so many cool features that make it unbelievably realistic. So some examples are the seamless blending of colors and you can apply different amounts of pressure to your brush and you know there's different types of brushes and I know uh, I did a bit of homework on you and I know you're not a professional painter so how did how did you come up with so many realistic features when you're more coming from the programming side and not the painting side yeah so there's two aspects to it so it's First of all, it was mainly through observation, right? So there's so many amazing resources uh, on anything really, but also on painting on YouTube. Um, so uh, it's just in general, I just love watching these painters at work, right? There's some kind of like some kind of magic every time when you see someone just applying these brush strokes to a canvas, and this you know this person comes out of it, or this this landscape comes out of it. So I spend a lot of time watching these YouTube creators on, you know, lessons on oil painting and just in general on creating. So then, you know, you start to see, you sort of get a feeling of how paint should be behaving. And a second part is um, just great user feedback. Uh, back before the original launch on PC, uh, I ran a closed beta and I was lucky to have some really great testers in there, both digital artists and um, physical artists, you know, traditional artists. Uh, and they also had great feedback to give on what they're feeling on how the brush should handle or how the bristles would be bending or, or how the paint should behave, you know, like what kind of behavior you should expect from the paint. Um, and yeah, with those two, I've, I've, I've been able to craft what I have now. And yeah, so far the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. You know, everyone is like, oh, this feels just like the real thing, you know, even from, from existing old painters coming in there. So yeah, I'm very glad to hear that that it holds up and that uh, people are very uh, happy with what I've created. Even though, like you said, I'm not a painter myself. I'm definitely uh, hoping to 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 get the time, you know, to take some classes and get to know the materials for myself. But currently, I'm still just always prioritizing updating Vermilion over uh, over anything else. Is it just you on the development team or have you had a chance because you've been in the store now to add some help in regards to adding new features, etc.? No, it's uh, it's always been just me and actually <laughs> it's been mostly me after hours next to my full-time job only <laughs> since um, since last December I've been doing this full-time. I've, I've started work on this uh, in like 2020 uh, next to my, my day job. Um, and yeah, even now I'm still doing it by myself. Um, I will probably be taking some kind of extra support, uh, for some of the upcoming features on like a freelance basis, 
but I definitely won't be taking any uh, full-time employees with me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not that kind of a success uh, to, to be able to afford uh, employees. Well, you never know. Like you said, with the, there's been so many positive reviews that, uh, you know, things obviously could only get better for you. You talked about the mechanics a little bit, and I really want to dive into that a little bit more because for the VR users out there, you know, sometimes having controllers in your hand and then trying to do something realistic and a little bit um, mechanical, like painting, is a delicate balance because sometimes, you know, there's a button on the controllers, which makes it sort of unnatural compared to painting. But, you know, you've got this beautiful balance between, you know, using these bulky controllers in your hands and yet making it seem like you're still painting. Talk talk to us a little bit about that and how you tried your best to make that more of a natural feeling in VR. Right. So, um there's there's several several things to it. I think first of all, I um, I allow you to regrip the brush mm. in any way that you want. Uh, other painting applications in the past um, and currently also available have just a fixed orientation. Um, and for me, I got the feedback very early on in the process, like okay, I want to be able to grip the brush in any way I want to. So that's the first thing, which is very useful for um, for users because. Um, it takes away a bit of the rigidity that you often have in these VR applications where you get just a fixed angle. So depending on your own preferences or comfort or even different controller shapes, right? If you have different platforms, uh, you get to grip the brush exactly where you want to and you can very easily change that grip at any time. So um, if you want to make small details, you can take it all the way at, at the front of the brush, you know, at the ferrule, so you get very close to the canvas, very close to the brush tip, and you can make uh, details very easily. Or um, if you want to do it a little bit more like the uh, like the old masters did, you know, and they painted at, at like arm's length at the very end of the brush, so they have uh, like a big motion coming with their whole arm instead of like from the wrist. Uh, you can also very easily do it. So that that's one of the big things um, that that sort of liberates you from the restraint you have from a fixed controller angle just by allowing you to grip it any way you want. Liberates. Uh, I think, liberates is a great word. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think another uh, important aspect to it is simply the way the bristles behave on the canvas. So they they are like trailing behind where, uh, where, where, your, where your brush is. So you, you get sort of this, um, yeah, you get like a bit of a, an easing effect just because the bristles are, are trailing behind your brush. So it's not like, um, like a straight up pencil, you know, where, where it's rigid, which would mean that um, every small jitter you make with the controller would translate to a jitter on the canvas. Instead, it's like, you know, just because it's a brush with flexible, with flexible bristles, there's sort of an easing going on. And um, lastly, there's also several features to support you because the like the main difference that people, of course, experience with painting in VR versus painting um, in real life is that there's no canvas to rest your hand against uh, using the brush. Um, so there's an enhanced stabilizer feature, which sort of does some um, positional and rotational easing 
um, to you know just to stabilize your hand right while you're holding it in the air. And I'm currently actually like as we speak, <laughs> I'm also working on a, an extension of that feature to allow you to lock your hand onto an axis so that you can very easily paint perfect straight lines or um, virtually rest your wrist on um, like uh, like a surface. Um, so these these two things combined um, really like make it as easy as possible to be able to make detailed paintings um, even while you're still you know basically just waving your hands around <laughs> in the air uh, compared to having an actual brush and actual canvas. Yeah, because like if you look at the paintings which, which people have been making, there's just some some incredible detail in there. Like, uh, and even I think one additional thing is that you're able to scale up and down the canvas to any size you like. So uh, if you're doing detail work, you can virtually like zoom in by making the canvas really mm. big, and then you know your movements are relatively smaller. And same way, if you just want to quickly block in like a bigger area of the painting, you can make it really small. And then with just a few brush strokes, you're done. Oh, that is brilliant. I, I never knew that feature. That is so such a good idea. You know, uh, I have tried other painting applications, tilt brush, which now I believe is called multi brush. And then I've also tried King Spray Graffiti Artist. How is Vermilion different than these two? applications right so um vermilion focuses purely on oil painting so it it aims to be a realistic oil painting experience um together with um and built-in web browser so the browser is really important because it allows you to um, easily uh, work along with um, with tutors right so like I said at the beginning, I learned everything that, that I observed from people on YouTube. And it's just a very natural way of learning. So in Vermilion, there is a floating web browser next to your easel, which can load up any website defaulting to YouTube. And there's um, tutorials on there. And so that's what, what sets Vermilion apart from uh, the other apps on there, just like its focus on oil painting with realistic color mixing, um, and realistic brushes together with um, this browser, which has um, pre-made tutorials, like also made in Vermilion tutorials uh, by me and by um, one of the community members, uh, where we go step-by-step step on how to create the different paintings, um, as well as just being able to use any painting tutorial on YouTube to learn um, th these features, right? Because, because Vermilion... Um, has some level of realism to it, you can actually just use real-life painting tutorials to, to learn the tool. So um, people have been actually learning painting with um, with these amazing like landscape painters or portrait artists, uh, and they've been posting their results in the, um, in the community. And it's, it's absolutely stunning that some people who have never painted in their lives, they just you know, they, they sort of got to the painting microbe and they stuck with it in Vermilion and they've just been doing more and more of these tutorials and yeah, now they've just really, you know, gotten a new skill out of it. Yeah, so it's it's those two things which are, are central and core to the application which set it apart from, from other applications on the store. Yeah, I had Rosie Summers, who's a professional VR painter on the show earlier on and uh, 
she makes it look so easy. So when most of the students that I teach dive into a creative application like painting, they're kind of crippled because they don't know where to start or they just don't have the confidence to create something. So I love how you've scaffolded it, especially for early learners, like to either have that video tutorial there beside them in VR, or I noticed from some of the, the screenshots that you could literally do a, a kind of paint by numbers where you literally have like an overlay or a transparency or a, a partial picture there and you can paint on top of it, which I think is key to getting anyone started in the creative arts. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So both were very important to me to have like a low barrier uh, to entry into painting, right? Because um, if you just start out with a blank canvas and some paint and that's it, then of course it's going to be very daunting because you have no idea where to start. So that's why it was very important to me to have these these features. Um, and of course, one of the things that most people, um, when they, when they think about painting, you know, for many people, it's still immediately like, oh, Bob Ross is a thing, right? You know, the, <laughs> the, yep. the guy with the big Afro painting these beautiful mountain sceneries. And, you know, for many people, it's like a, a great way to, to finally being able to, you know, to learn painting. And that was also, you know, Bob's vision was, you know, that anyone could paint and that there is, you know, a joy to it that. Um, like this, this, this skill is just something which is um, accessible to many people and you just need to know where to get started. And um, so I made my own um, video where I do like a typical painting in his style and I just explain how to use Vermilion to, to get this kind of result. So there's uh, been uh, so many people who are now watching this video and using it to learn painting for the first time you know, and they're always having, having the same reaction, you know, like I, I have no artistic skill or bone in my body, uh, but I've made this and I'm so proud that I've created this actual painting. You know, it, it looks like a scenery or there's another tutorial in there where you're painting a, a portrait of a, of a robin, you know, a small bird. Um, and yeah, the reaction is always the same. Like I had no idea I was able to do this. So I think that's really the beauty of, of these tutorials and uh, and of Vermillion that people are discovering the side of them purely by the fact that they have these uh, video tutorials to take them by the hand and you know guide them through the first steps and mm. build their confidence that really they can create something. And the other thing I loved about Bob Ross was he was so calming, like he had this sort of methodical cadence to his talking and, you know, it, it's almost like, he was so unintimidating in regards to explaining the whole painting process. And you kind of emulate that in your VR app because you can put like a scenery around you that could be calming, like the room. I think you have music that you can play in the background as well that is sort of soothing music, right? There's a, yeah, there's, there's a calm um, ambience background. So there's like little birds and the sound of wind or the sound of waves so I, I didn't want to put in music because I don't want to impose a mood on different people. So there's just like a background ambience noise is very neutral and it's just a very calming sound. Brilliant. I want to talk a bit about, you know, with this whole buzzword metaverse, people, uh, you know, misconstrue what it really means. But I do see a lot of stuff going on, like people trying to design worlds where, you know, you can visit a mall and in the mall there's um, 
there's shopping places where you can look at or try on uh, digital assets of stuff. And I'm thinking about applications for education or just one of the fun parts of VR is actually doing stuff, not walking around necessarily. So interoperability means that, you know, the app that you might have like yours might work in another world. And I, I believe that's still a long ways away, but I just want to talk about that a little bit. Like, you know, when you do go to a mall in the physical world, you might eat at the food court, you might see a movie, you might go to the bowling alley. How far away do you think we are in regards to trying to make that happen in the digital world where you could walk into a mall, you know, not only do some digital shopping, but go into like a space and there's Vermilion VR where you could just, you know, pay, I don't know, pay a price to start painting in one of the rooms within the mall? Right. So it's a, it's a great question. And there's like two approaches to this. And currently we're only really building one. And that is that there's um, a certain, certain applications, right? A certain um, multiplayer VR experiences, which allow user created content. Um, and they will try to replicate uh, any other game that they like and put it as part of their own application, right? So there's um, things, things like VR chat is one of the biggest ones. Uh, and they will have this big multiplayer world and they will, like the community will be building features that they like from other games. Mm. Uh, same with um, Horizon by Facebook. Um, it's the same kind of principle. They allow users to create, they give them the tools to do simple programming or scripting and to create worlds. So that's one approach, but then you're still locked into these user-created, like often hobbyist content. The better approach is to allow us what we're doing every single day when we're using our desktops is using multiple programs on like at the same time, you know, on the, on the same monitor. Um, and in VR, running same programs on the same monitor means running just different um, VR applications within the same environment. And that is already possible on some level. And it's actually one of the things that I'm very excited about to implement in Vermilion, like on the on the Steam version of Vermilion. Because on Steam, um, it's possible to create an overlay application. And usually these overlay applications are like a floating window on top of your VR application. Same if you're like uh, in Steam VR uh, and you open your menu, then you get this menu floating on top of your game. Mm -hmm. um, it's also possible to use the same technique to overlay a 3D image onto your other game, which would mean that in case of Vermilion, that you can put your easel and your palette and your brushes um, as an overlay on top of any other game. The games wouldn't be aware of each other, but they would be in the same space. It would be that you're interacting with both applications uh, and you're seeing both applications at once. So say you're um, opening, in this case, uh, like you said, your, your mall environment and, for instance, um, Horizon. Um, and then you're loading a second application on top of it with the overlay, like for a million, and then you have both visible in the same space. And that's something... Um, which is definitely very necessary to have. Um, it is a challenge <laughs> programming-wise because 
um, different games run on different engines, run on different graphics libraries. Um, so there is a difference, uh, like a, like definitely a technical hurdle, but it's um, actually thinking about it, it's probably not as complicated as it sounds because, uh, okay, maybe we shouldn't get too technical, but it's definitely something which will be coming, I think, in the near future, just because it's such an like an obvious feature that is required for, um, like, yeah, just general usefulness of VR. Yeah, because everything is so bespoke right now. Like I said, yes. uh, I even had uh, months ago on LinkedIn, and my post was, why hasn't there been, you know, Steam sort of and the Oculus Store democratize gaming apps but arguably your app and there are several others that are educational and so as teachers and educators you know we can browse the steam store but it's not really where you know education apps should sit it's almost like mm. someone needs an, a netflix like library for all these educational apps because right now they're very bespoke and they're hard to find mm. yeah yeah that's definitely true yeah, so the Oculus Store has a different section for like applications, what they categorize as applications. Um, what they need still is like a different platform. But yeah, I think as long as VR is this kind of mainly aimed at gaming platform, then that's where you will be finding the VR applications. Yeah, so, you know, thinking future forward, you know, how neat would it be, like I said, to have like, a, a digital twin of some sort of campus where you can walk in and open the door and launch an app like yours to do a bunch of VR painting. And then maybe you exit and you go somewhere else and you do this educational escape room. And then maybe there's a science lab somewhere else. And all these talk to each other in one seamless integrated experience instead of right now having to you know, download your app and then play it. And then you got to leave and go try and find another one, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Besides, I think it's definitely very, very headed. Yeah. Besides that, what are some other things on the roadmap for Vermilion that you hope to add for maybe new features or, you know, is there multiplayer coming or hand tracking or, you know, gamifying it? What are some things that you're hoping to, to roll out in the near future? Yeah, so the the first update which is coming, uh, which is coming very soon, is going to be having uh, just a couple of um, yeah ease of life um, upgrades as well as um, nighttime variants of the studios. So people who are painting in the evening <laughs> will be having a, 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 an easier time on the eyes uh, when they're also in the nighttime environment. And then yeah, I still have a very long roadmap of uh, of improvements planned. So um, Part of it will indeed be multiplayer, and in two parts. The first part will be um, a shared gallery experience where you can invite your friends um, to come over and look at your paintings or to um, to design your own gallery together. And then after that, there will be like true multiplayer where you can paint within the same studio and paint together. Um, that's like on the on the long term um, long term plan. Um, there's also indeed some ideas for gamification, um, which I won't go into at this point, but there, there's, there's definitely uh, some ideas I have there. Um, 
And yeah, otherwise, I think there's just like still a, a massive list of improvements <laughs> that there yeah feature requests from users just regarding to um, to the painting experience, to the browser, um, adding more brushes, <laughs> adding more paints, you know, adding paint tubes. Uh, yeah, there's like a, a very long list of uh, features which are are coming in the future. Our art teacher here at the school I'm at right now is incredibly impressed with your app. And so, you know, who am I as a kind of a new painter, but she just couldn't believe and she's very excited to use it next week. So, uh, you know, you've done an, a brilliant job already at making it so realistic. So kudos to you, Thomas. Is oh, is there anything, anything left unsaid that you think the audience might want to hear about uh, Vermilion? Uh, maybe an interesting thing is that um, your artwork doesn't have to stay in VR, right? So you can export it both as an image or as a 3D model. And when you're exporting it as an image, of course, it can be used for sharing it with, um, in this case, maybe with the class or just with your friends on social media. Uh, and it can also be used for print. Um, so right now behind my monitor, there's uh, this big canvas print of a portrait of my girlfriend, um, which is the one from um, from the trailer. If you if you watch the trailer on the on the Quest Store, so um, it's very surreal experience to have this work that is created in in the virtual world to then have it in the physical world as well. So that's great. And also, if you're using it um, with the 3D model export, then you can share your painting within other VR spaces, right? Mm -hmm. So which kind of links to what you said earlier, though, having this um, this continuity between different VR experiences. So if you export your painting as a 3D model, you still have all the detail, right? Because Vermilion isn't just a flat color on a sheet. It also has this actual like texture mm -hmm. into it. You know, the, the paint reflects in different directions based on the direction of the brushstroke. Uh, it also has this thickness to it, right? So if you load a lot of paint to the brush, you also get like this really thick texture to it. Um, so all of that is best viewed in VR. And if you're exporting your 3D model, you can then import it into your VR home environment or into other like metaverse style VR applications like VR chat, and then show your, um, your paintings to um, your friends um, virtually. Mm, so yeah, brilliant. I think that's a, like, a really exciting thing to be able to do. Yeah, very brilliant. How can educators get a hold of you or if they want to learn more about Vermilion, especially, you know, those that are now starting to roll out getting VR headsets at their schools? Uh, probably the easiest thing would just be to shoot me a mail and that's uh, just thomas at vermilion-vr.com. Fantastic. Thomas, Again, I say this always on my show. <laughs> Thanks so much for thinking of the students, because as I said before, I think, you know, a developer like yourself doesn't always default to think about making kind of a lifestyle slash education experience app. Sometimes, you know, the holy grail is a first person shooter app. And so <laughs> we as educators are so thankful that uh, you're thinking of, you know, learning as opposed to maybe uh, you know, hardcore gaming. So thanks so much for developing something in that genre. Yes, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, personally, it's something uh, which which I also very much believe in. I, I think we've had um, enough zombie shooters for uh, to last <laughs> several years. Uh, and I do also see a lot of potential, um, especially in VR, for these kind of 
applications, right? So there, there is definitely uh, been enough studies that show that training in VR translates to better results in real life. Uh, and even I've seen it with Vermilion, there's been uh, someone who, uh, after learning um, their way in Vermilion, they actually bought uh, a real-life easel and paints, and um, they also made a piece, uh, you know, on that physical canvas. And it's just so, like, the, the two pieces next to each other just look identical, you know. It really shows that the same style that they've developed and the same techniques hold true in real life. And, yeah, I think VR definitely needs these kind of applications and uh, i've heard from actually a lot of people that they're saying like vermilion is their favorite vr experience in general you know next to all of the games which are available simply because it's an experience that works really well in vr you know it's everything is very physical um so i think it really shows that vr has enough room for things other than <laughs> than shooters yeah, and the comments that you see on the Oculus Store as well as Steam would echo that. So uh, again, wonderful job at coming up with a, a super good use case for VR. Thanks so much, Thomas, for being on the show. And uh, I hope that uh, you don't get <laughs> too overwhelmed with your first job and now your second job. So you're an amazing hard worker, and I appreciate all you do. Yes, thank you very much for, for having me and for the interview. It's been great chatting with you. Thanks. No problem. Bye for now. Bye.